indeed. You have found Movies in 4K, another bonus show. We rip them out here on this podcast. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And this is episode 64 and goes out to LaMarcus, who had two recommendations, Lady Phantom. We covered one about a month back, Hell or High Water. Yep. And the second one comes in with a little bit of a drama horror mixture, I would call it. What do you say? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think this movie should have been called something like, what else could possibly go wrong today? <laughs> yes, this is a sequel to a film. Actually, it's not. I read that it's like it's more like a spin-off thingy, but it's not a sequel. Yeah, it could be a prequel, could be something else. Phantom didn't see the first one, so I'll have to clue her in on that. But let's get this up and rolling. From 2016, a PG-13 film, 10 Cloverfield Lane, listed in a caboodle of genres here, (laughs) six to be precise, action, drama, horror, mystery, sci-fi, thriller. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Lady Phantom? Uh, We got to whittle this one down. Yeah, I suppose. This is really a drama to me. Yeah, actually, I think we could possibly drop horror. I mean, yeah, there's death and there's acid. (laughs) Of all six, that's the one you would drop? I would drop several of these. Action, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no action. There is a mystery here because it goes to psychological premises. Yes, and there it's also a thriller because it is. Yes, and there's a touch of sci-fi in the end. Uh-huh. So, what do you want to do? <laughs> I would drop horror. I don't uh, think it's I a can't horror drop movie. horror cuz the first one was solely horror and this does play on that. I yeah. knew where it was going to end because of the first one. I know what it was about. Now, the main subject in this has other theories. Right. But it's kind of a caboodle or something, because if you've seen the first one, you really know what's going on. And while Phantom is right, it's a spinoff. This is one they kept under wraps and had a very mysterious trailer This was produced by J.J. Abrams, not written or directed by him. So there's like some things with him involved in this movie. I don't know the master story on this, but let's do this, Phantom. Action dropped. Drama definitely. I say we stick with horror because it is psychological turmoil and there is... A conclusion in the end that does fit the horror genre. Yeah. Mystery, man, this is one that's tough. <laughs> but there is a mystery. Yes, but would you search for this under mystery? If you wanted to watch a yeah. good mystery movie, you would? Okay, so yeah. we'll keep it. 
then we got to keep sci-fi and thriller because it does touch it. So we'll just yeah. drop action then. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Directed by who? Dan Trachtenberg. Who is? I don't know. All right. He's Dan Trachtenberg. And name the three stars in this. John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and John Gallagher Jr. And what does that little summary say? After getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter by a man who claims that the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. Awesome little summary there because yep. this movie opens with a woman who's leaving. I don't want to say an abusive relationship because they don't really go into that. But she's running away from her boyfriend. She just picks up, takes Fiance. off. That's a boyfriend too, Lady Fan. <laughs> and she's just traveling. She gets a phone call from him. So you learn a little backstory because at first she's in her apartment or house or whatever. And she takes off. But she's leaving her boyfriend, fiance, whatever you want to call Bradley him. Cooper. Was that his voice? <laughs> yeah. Was it really? I yeah. didn't know that. Little cameo there. Okay. And she gets into a car accident. When she wakes up, she's in this underground bunker. With some serum of sorts plugged to her by a, a knee, an IV needle. And she is chained to the wall. Correct. And of course, she's wondering what's going on. So you're thinking, I'm curious to what you was thinking, Lady Phantom, because you had no idea where this movie was going. Did you feel some abduction torture going on here? I had no idea. I didn't get that vibe. Really? Yeah. From that scene? But the thing is, she had an IV in and if someone is going to torture you and they want to whatever you, they're not going to keep you alive like that. I, I, I don't know. It didn't seem like that. But then you see these uh, the handcuffs tying her to the wall and, and you're like, what? What? So I, I really didn't know what to think. Oh, wow. at the, at the I beginning. I would assume that would be the impression everybody would get because then John Goodman walks in. She's under lock and key. She's locked into this room with a metal door and he is perverse and weird and demanding and psychotic looking. Yeah, but at the same time, he brings her food and treats her, I wouldn't say nicely, but treats her well. So I'm okay, like, Okay, Lady Phantom, the Castro guy that had three girls abducted for eight years, did he not feed them food, keep them locked and chained? Well, I don't know how he treated them. I mean, I don't know about that. I just know the vibes that he gave me. And he just came across as a very weird guy somehow wow but I, so but then you i mean as the movie progresses as the movie progresses I, I didn't know what to think initial thoughts of what this movie was going to be about i i didn't so know she didn't get this torture feel i think this was a twist on the movie because the impression you get i don't know how phantom didn't especially with all the horror movies she's watched I mean, this woman is bound and she can't move. And this guy is really sadistic looking like his acting. This is the biggest positive to me in this whole movie is 
John Goodman's acting because he has a lot of mood swings throughout this film. Yeah. Okay. So we get through this scene here and there is one other gentleman in this underground bunker. She hears like rattling and stuff and John Goodman goes running out of the room there. And there is another gentleman here. And then they start conversing. She wants to escape. She thinks she's been abducted. This guy is telling her, you cannot leave. It's dangerous out there. It goes with the plot where he is like a conspiracy theorist type guy. A survivalist, yeah. Right. And he has been planning for an event like this his whole life. Mm -hmm. He's got food underground, this bunker. He's got... I forget the actual term, water bubonics or something. It's some term they use. It's an actual term where water can filtrate and with air and all this. So he's advanced, but he's a survivalist and he's ready for the world to come to an end, basically, that something like this is going to happen. And he tries to convey that to this woman and says, you cannot leave. The air is contaminated. You will die. She completely don't agree with him at all. She don't buy it. She was just in a car accident. She thinks she's being abducted. This guy is acting totally weird. And then she meets this other character, and he states he came to this place because he actually helped build it. He was a neighbor of this gentleman and came in this place to survive because he believes there's something wrong with the air also out there. There's this conflict throughout this whole movie, whether you believe this guy or not. There's certain events that happen. We can touch on a few that aren't spoilery. Someone drives up to this compound here and has some damage on her face, like some melting parts, some bubbles. So it leads her to believe what this guy is telling her is the truth. And... Also, this other guy down there believes this guy pretty much totally throughout the film. Yeah. There comes a part when they learn some things, (laughs) we can say, and they get ulterior ideas. But for the most part, Lady Phantom, this whole movie is three characters in this underground bunker. It does have several rooms in it. It has a little kitchen. It has a living area has a bedroom it has a storage area with food and everything and he's just basically conveying i'm saving you two i built this you don't respect me so anytime they go against him he turns on a dime we could say and becomes really irate angry and psychotic and dangerous extremely so yeah because you are pretty much trapped. The way to get out of this is up through the tunnels, up a ladder that he keeps under lock and key, of course, many deadbolt locks and things like that. And he's the only one that has a set of keys and he keeps him on his belt buckle thingamadoodle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has like a key ring with a bunch of keys that he keeps um, on his belt loop. Right, so you have some tense performances in the beginning. Then it gets a little lighthearted when they're getting along more, 
playing games and things like that because he states, well, it's going to take at least a year, a year to two years before this chemical or attack to wither away in the air, let's say. So they know they're stuck there. Now, there's some revelations during this movie. Do you want to discuss any? Should we discuss any? No, I think that would be spoilery. So we should leave the uh, review and what the story is at that. Yeah. So then let's get into the technicals pretty quick then. Yeah. About that, I only want to mention I something I read was that this is all based on a story that was called The Cellar. And J.J. Abrams read it and bought it and transformed it into a spin-off for Cloverfield. Like, initially, it was not going to be part of it or whatever. I mean, there was nothing that was going to be like this. But he liked it, and he made it as a, something with ties with Cloverfield. Yes, since the Phantom don't know, and I'll let you know out there, Cloverfield I hated. It was one of the stages of found footage at its height. And it's just a bunch of kids basically running through cities with aliens attacking, almost just like War of the Worlds. But they're running through with cameras, such shaky footage, and you see monstrous creatures and things like that. And they're running, hiding, finding out what's going on. It's like a monster movie, mm-hmm. but very shakily done. Like it. It's like one of the worst found footage films, actually. Like, like the wow. camera just doesn't stop moving. It's just jerky all over the place the whole time. Oh, my. You, because they're you, running and escaping. I see why you hated it. Okay, this movie, I'm just going to say it very brief, ties into that at the very end sequence. Uh-huh. In the beginning, since I know what Cloverfield was about, I didn't quite buy what the guy was saying. So I had, and you will have if you've seen the original, some perspective that Phantom didn't have. Yeah, I was completely clueless. Like, I was like, wait, I know that Cloverfield was or had something to do with aliens of some kind. So I was inclined to believe it. But then I was like, but the gas, like. What? But then you do see things throughout the movie that lead you to believe him, but then you see others that lead you not to believe him. So it's it's a, a mixed thing that kept me entertained. Right, and I will say the consensus of this movie was it was really good. And I personally like this movie way over the original Cloverfield. It's a completely different style film. Mm-hmm. It's just totally a psychologic thriller. Yeah, it is. And why I wanted to drop mystery is because I knew the mystery. And if you've seen the first one, you knew what was out there. Phantom didn't know. So it's like. If you've seen this first and never seen the first one and don't know nothing about it, okay. But, you know, it is a sequel. It is a spinoff. I think it garners people that like Cloverfield were the first ones to watch this movie. This wasn't like no big mainstream movie that came out of nowhere. True. You have an impression of what this movie's going to be about, but it wasn't about that. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I don't think that is the mystery. 
there is another mystery, and I think that's the important one in this movie. Can you say what you thought the mystery was? No, I mean, now that after watching the movie and looking at the genres, I definitely think there was a mystery, but it's not the one that you might think at first. It's not that what's outside this Mm -mm. bunker? No. Okay, well, then you'll have to explain that off air since you can't remark on it. So let's get into technicals. That's the story. We can't dive too much into this because it would be spoilery, no doubt about it. Yeah. All right, Lady Phantom. Acting is first and foremost in this film. You got to buy the characters. You got to buy the predicament they're in. And it was stellar, in my opinion, yeah, by all three of them. I totally did. I I thought everyone did their part impressively well especially john goodman and the thing is that john goodman you are not used to seeing him in this kind of role no because he's a comedic actor more than anything yeah and and he does great oh this is oscar worthy performance by him if you've never seen him in a serious demented role this is the role this is by far his best range of acting he's ever done in any movie I've seen. And I've seen him in a good dozen or so movies. Yeah, I agree. So Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who the Phantom just said was in Birds of Prey. Which character was she? Yeah, she was uh, the huntress, the one that they never let speak. And she Oh, had okay, the, had the one the... with the family, her family. Uh-huh. Okay. That and also she was in Gemini Man which we also reviewed. Uh-huh. And I was reading, she was in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and a few other horror movies, actually. Would you say she's a well-known actress outside of horror? You're naming a lot of horror movies. I know. Before Gemini Man, I had never like really heard of her. I mean, I know I'd seen her before, because I saw the Abraham Lincoln movie and I had seen like another one or two that she's listed in, but I never noticed her. And the thing is that I think this girl, she is a kind of actress that, I mean, once you see her in two, three movies, you remember her well. But if you just see her once, her face is very forgettable. So she's not a household name. I wouldn't think so. All right, and the last gentleman, John Gallagher Jr., have you ever seen him? Yeah, I had seen him once before in Hush, but I honestly didn't remember him because, I mean, I remember the girl from Hush, Kate Siegel. Oh, he had a mask on. Uh-huh, but then he takes it off. I remember at some point he does. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't remember him at all. The and, point oh, here underwater. is... Underwater. I just read that he was in Underwater too. The point here is, is they all play off each other super well, in my opinion. They all have different behaviors and they're all worried about different things. So each character, when they're interacting, is very good, can be tense, exciting, engaging, too melancholy, to fun times, and things like that. There is a gamut here. And while John Goodman is deranged (laughs) in most of this movie, there is some times here where you actually care for this guy and start to root for him, I would say. A little, yeah. So 
it's a nice mixture. It's really different because that's all you have to go on in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's an hour and 20 minutes of an hour and 40 minute movie here is living with these three characters. Yeah. And it never got boring to me. I would like no, your no, no, answer never. on that. No, because it's you always were intrigued tense. always. Yeah, because first you are like, okay, what's going on? And then you think you know what's going on, but then something else happens and you don't know what's going on again. And then they start to co-inhabit and let maybe not happily, but at least they are getting along. And then something else happens and you're like, whoa. You know, so it there's always something to keep you engaged. Yes, I would say the timing in this is pretty on the key. Yeah. It doesn't let you get bored. There's things that happen just in the nick of time when it gets a little lackadaisical, maybe something not too interesting, and then something else will happen. So, and this happens several times in this movie here. Yeah. Okay, the next thing we can cover, and this will be pretty quick, Lady Phantom, outside of the ending scene, and you can go into that, is the cinematography and camera work in this enclosed space. Did you feel claustrophobic in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, I think that camera work is pretty decent. Like, you do get the idea of a bunker, of a place where they are enclosed and they can't leave. And it's very claustrophobic at times. But it's also, I mean, it's not as small as a... It's just a room. As you mentioned, it has quite a few rooms, this place. But it still manages to be claustrophobic. And I think much of that has to do with John Goodman. Because in this performance that he did, that we already said it was really good, he manages to change the tone of the whole room with his acting. So many times it's not just that the place is claustrophobic, but it's just his energy makes you feel uncomfortable. Right, and you can't go anywhere. You can't get out. doesn't matter if there's another room. Exactly. Okay, how about the tunnel scenes when she's climbing through the air vents? Could you do that, Lady Phantom? You're small in stature. I suppose if I put my mind to it, I... So you're not really the claustrophobic type. No, I'm not. Okay, so did this claustrophobia and with John Goodman's acting, you can't get out, you're stuck in here for years, did that raise a level of fright to you? Yeah, not much, to be honest, but yeah. Okay, the next thing we can go into is sound because there's very minimal sound here. There is a score, of course, and it plays during tense scenes And there's little sound effects, little rumblings happening here and there. What did you think about, did you like the music first in this? Did it work? And then did it work in the action scenes? I didn't really notice the music much, which means I think that it fit the movie decently. Now, I did like some of the sound effects. There are like moments when they use sound very well. It's like there's this... I don't know, note that goes very high and then stops suddenly or stuff like that. And it works to make you feel uneasy. So I That's thought it was word. it was good, I think. All right. Not stellar, though. But okay, good. let's focus on the last act because here we can cover a variety of things because there is some action 
there is some cgi stuff going on there is some floating there is some flying there is some gas there is something else (laughs) (laughs) um what did you think of the effects that were outside i thought they were very well done at some point we do see something flying and it's very credible I thought there were wide angles in which something was flying and it looked real enough. But then they did close-ups. But they were done well enough for you to actually believe that this thing was there. And the CGI didn't look fake. How not about really. the being? I liked it. It was weird. Looked real, didn't it? Yeah. And at some point they say something in the movie, like the, the guy, not John Goodman, the other guy, uh, it was Emmett, he says something about a theory that John Goodman's character has, and that's what they are. So it's interesting, actually. Okay, Lady Phantom, I think we wrapped up that. I like the story. Just to end it, I really enjoyed the story. It's so much better than the first one. Of course, the first one is way more horror because they're just running for their lives through these huge alien creature things. And I wasn't scared. I'm not scared in those type movies because they're ridiculous to me, carrying cameras through all this. But this has none of that in it. But it was creepy. And I knew what was out there and I knew it was going to be done way better than in the first one. So that's a positive. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the, let's say the charm of this story is that it's like horrorception. It's horror inside the horror, which is interesting. Yes. And John Goodman's the one that made it interesting because without him or a character like him or somebody that didn't do as good as a acting job that this guy did in this, I mean, it just would have been flat and boring and pretty terrible, actually. And I wish they had gone a little further with that subplot, but alas, this is a PG-13 movie, so they couldn't do much with that right but i wish it had been rated r and they had really gone berserk or something i will say one other thing that happens in this story because it is a key to a few events without giving too much away is that he's always talking about his daughter and comparing his daughter to winstead here many times and that was mysterious and interesting and that you don't know where the conclusion's going to come to that's the mystery i was talking about oh okay yeah i I see that phantom but it it was it's just another little plot wondering where is this guy coming from who is this guy is this guy so demented like is he so lost is he so but things were interesting and i think there was enough explained and and there's parts left open and i really don't want to know more i understand you with going with the r with making some more brutality maybe showing some more things Uh in this but i was fine with that i'm gonna come in with a six it's a solid little drama horror film interesting i remembered this movie i didn't glean anything from the second watch 
It's a rental. I think everybody in any genre movie, I think there's enough enjoyable here to keep you engaged and tense and it's interesting enough. So rental, what do you got? 6.5 and also rental. It is good. The performances are good. The technicals are decent enough, but it is not a movie that I see myself rewatching. So, uh, Rennell, that's it. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Okay, Lady Phantom, if you remember back when LaMarcus gave both these requests, he bought these blind. They were on sale for 10 bucks or under. He had just got into 4K, so he wanted to start a collection. And they were cheap, so why not? So he wanted our opinion, even though he was going to buy them anyway, whether the movie's worth it and how good the 4K is. So how is the visuals, Phantom? I think it is okay, mostly. Now, the last act, that is when the 4K really shines. Everything it can do, not everything, but you would just say okay i noticed from the first scene that this had a little uptick better than average clarity here oh yeah i mean it is very clear there's absolutely no grain to speak of at any point which is important in this movie because it's a very dark movie i mean it's in a bunker and yes, a lot but of it it's really not as dark as you think, Phantom, because there's a lot of lights in this bunker and there's some that really vibrant, colorful scenes in this bunker. That is correct. And uh, there are also, especially in the last act, it happens at night and it looks amazing. I thought that last act was incredible, actually. And I will say when the lights flicker on and off and when she's traveling through the vents, it's very dark, but... You don't lose it. There's no black crush here. Mm-hmm. You don't lose details. You get tons of shadows because you have to pay attention in some of these scenes here because there's a lot of like artifacts, not digital artifacts, items. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used the wrong term for this specific what I wanted to say because artifact could mean something else. There's a lot of items in these rooms and they're spewn about in some of these places she goes to. Yeah. And there's interesting pictures and books around. And you need to focus on that because that gives you a little more into this guy's headspace, I want to say. Yeah, you need the clarity and you definitely get it. You are able to read titles, yes. see drawings, uh, read addresses. Uh, things in general that work very very well in this movie and true blacks you do get true blacks oh no doubt here if you got an oled tv it goes black there's not a pixel on i mean it goes to that level and in the ending scene going to the phantom yeah you get the whole gamut you get the coloring you get the hdr pop you get the great effects with live action, let's say. Yeah, there's an explosion that looks phenomenal. I was waiting for it because I knew it was going to happen. I mean, they pretty much foreshadowed it very clearly. And I was just waiting for it to happen. And when it happened, it was so beautiful. It was a great explosion. Yes, and I will say with the creature... 
that they kept it dark enough where it didn't look fake yeah and it does have brighter moments and teeth and stuff like that so it really like gets under your skin yeah this was a good design yes and it's skin and scales they they shine but there is shadow and it they managed to not make it look fake which is very jj abrams like that guy normally whatever he produces the cgi looks very real is he the one that did overlord by any chance i don't remember okay i'm thinking that was his film and why I brought that up, Lady Phantom, is I want you to talk about the makeup effects here because there is wounds, there's gashes, there's stitching, there's acid melting scenes. Oh, yeah, that, that acid, it looked good. I th- well, the wounds, not the acid. The wounds looked very, very good. And how about like the stabbings, the sewing up parts, actually winstead has marks on her face when she comes there yeah there's a little scene where she has to sew someone up and it was not like they gave you a a big close-up or anything but what they showed looked very real Mm -hmm. and they did it smart so who was overlord you just looked it up jj abrams was producer that was it same as us Uh yeah so he has and we know he has a hand in all his movies I mean, the producer gets the final say. So, so yeah, yeah, it was J.J. Abrams, one of the six producers of Overlord. Yes. And it shows, I mean, come on. Very, yeah, the, very I good mean, effects. There's way more effects and gruesome things in Overlord, but I wanted to get to the Phantom with the appeal. While the makeup effects were minimal compared to that movie, what was shown here was done super well like i bought everything in this movie yeah you know and the 4k did everything justice you're getting better clarity better light output better black levels better contrast wider colors and more shades light and shadow yeah while it's not demo worthy it's like one niche below but we got to get into the audio and this is an atmos track but the sound effects happen basically in the beginning and the end. All the other stuff in the middle is more score and little noises here and there, but nothing that's going to blow away a sound system or something. But for what was there, Phantom, what did you think? It was okay. Um, I cannot say that it was spectacular. I, I don't really think it was, but it was very effective. Yeah, see, I don't think you liked the score because I think you would have noticed it more i liked some of the soundtrack in this movie they don't play a lot of it because it's a lot of dialogue going on here but when there is things mildly happen it does spruce up a bit you never lose the dialogue but they're there and they're the weird science fiction type sounds they're you know and little rumblings and little low bass here and there and little shimmers and little shakes at times yeah which i mean i'm telling you like i thought it was very effective i don't think it was spectacular but i do think it was very effective for what it had to do like this phantom what would you have added i don't know I mean, it's not that I expected something else. It's, I mean, I thought it was very effective. That's but it. But you're not going to penalize it because it doesn't have a lot of effects, are you? No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. 
Um, let's get to the special features on a slipcover edition that we have. They are on the Blu-ray, and they are Cloverfield 2, as in 200, Bunker Mentality, Duck and Cover, Spin-Off, Kelvin Optical, Fine-Tuned, and End of Story. All right, and the final note is that this one is in Dolby Vision, which to me, let's just do a quick thing here because we got a minute or so, Lady Phantom. To me, I personally haven't noticed any difference between HDR10 and Dolby Vision. People say that Dolby Vision's a little bit better of an HDR spec, and the difference is, is with Dolby Vision, the actual light output can change at times, meaning that it's not static. With HDR10, they set up the spec, they say how bright it can get, and it's like static throughout. So if it's bright, it's bright. If it's dark, it's dark. With Dolby Vision, apparently, they can modulate that. So one scene can be bright, one can be a little brighter. I personally haven't noticed hardly any difference in these formats. When you hear other critics say, ooh, it's Dolby Vision, it doesn't matter if you got HDR10, HDR10+. Plus. Your discs play, it converts to that. HDR10 is the standard. All right, grading time, Lady Phantom. I'm going to give this a B. It's a solid movie. It's worth it. This is definitely above average. A tick or two below a demo-worthy disc, but I would not hesitate throwing this disc in for families and friends to show them what it can do because it's clear throughout. No grain, vibrant, dark darks deep blacks luscious velvety blacks at times and it shows a lot of texture this bunker with the cement and all the gadgets in here and funnily enough the time that they go to like um a computer readout that he has there like it looks really good like it looks like you're looking at your cell phone right here like it's so clear and colorful yeah so this is worth it lamarcus if this is your style film out there grab the 4k don't waste your money on any other format right same b you're gonna say that i copy you but i don't <laughs> i i do think it's it's worthy it's not as great as to garner uh, even a B plus or obviously anything above it, but it can't be any lower either. It's a really good disc and it shows a lot of things that 4K can do very well. Yes, and it's on sale even to this time. Really? We bought cool. it a month ago, so it's around 10 bucks. Scarf this one up. If, yeah, if uh, this is your this kind of movie. sounds like your thing. And you really don't have to be into horror for all you non-horror peeps out there. There's no real level of brutality or gruesome here. No, it's a that PG-13 you're not gonna movie. Like. So, yeah. You're going to feel tense and times, and it's just very interesting and it's a really good drama movie it is it's yep it's engaging let's put it at that a 
episode 64 is down, Lady Phantom. Tell the fans quickly where they can go. BillShetty.com to sign the guest book. Leave us a comment. Any suggestions, recommendations, requests you have, you can do it there. And follow the links to subscribe to us. Everybody should subscribe to us. And follow me on Twitter, LadyPhantom74. And we also have the links to Letterboxd right there. We'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Later.